We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Spanauer and Theo Ash. We have a great episode planned for you all today. We're going to preview the divisional round of the NFL playoffs featuring the Jags, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers. But before we get into all of that, Matt, Theo, how are you guys doing on this wonderful Wednesday afternoon? I'm doing okay. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> Anything interesting? I watched uh, I watched Manchester by the Sea last night. That's a pretty yeah, sad was it, movie. Was it as sad as people say? Yeah, dude. It's it's like um it's like the kite runner almost where it's like, oh my god, dude. You know, it's like as sad as it can possibly be. And like what happened to this guy? And like, oh, it's the worst possible thing that could happen to you. So right. <laughs> I've never of that seen film. that one. I've never seen that one. Um, Which the kite runner or I've never seen. No, I've, I guess I've never seen either of those, but I know the plot line of, of Manchester by the sea. And I've heard that it's all extremely, extremely, extremely sad. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had to go through that. <laughs> I'm, Matt. I'm sorry. You watched that. Thanks buddy. <laughs> Matt, are, you're, I'm okay. You're probably, you're a big, like kind of sad movie fan, aren't you? Or like, uh, I don't know. You, you that, like, makes me, that makes me sound like a loser. <laughs> Let's not put it there. No, you're not <laughs> a loser for it. Like you just Um, I don't know. What 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 other sad movies do you think I like? I guess you're more of like a rom com guy, aren't you? I like I like romance movies a lot. Yeah. Um Blade and some of those saddest, are sad. What's the saddest movie you've ever seen, knowing your top ten? Probably the kite runner. <laughs> oh, you've seen okay. Then, yeah. yeah the kite runner. Yeah, I never no, saw I read that. And that was a yeah, I, I read, I read yeah. it. It, it, it was sad. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I was talking earlier on Twitter about how I realized how that I like a lot of villain characters. 
It's because you're I a was bad Darth guy. Vader and the Joker, <laughs> and <laughs> you're evil. <laughs> you're evil. <laughs> I guess and I'm just Tom Ian, from Tom Ian, and Jerry, Ian McDermott, you know, like Palpatine. Palpatine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like all the. A good uh, villain is Thanos. is a very intriguing, intriguing character. I like. Someone, I someone commented. They said it's because villains are harder to play. They think that's I think why they're I like them more. That's what I, I was. I was like, is that true? That villains are harder to play? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, whenever I was acting, I always felt like villains, like if you get a well-written villain, you just kind of have to act kind of sinister where it's a little <laughs> bit harder to act like a genuinely like great, like earnest maybe character. I, like, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just always Theo's feel like. just a genuinely sinister human being. <laughs> I'm not though, but it's just tough to like. It's it's kind of easy to dip into the to the like the it, you've just got it's a little bit you're more not, earnest, you're not helping I think yourself. it's a little bit more I know what you mean it's it's uh, yeah you're right it's hard it's to just funny. be like super genuinely like and it's 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 a little bit harder to portray that I think like with evil it's there are mannerisms that are evil mannerisms right like you can yeah. you can do some things and and talk in a certain way that really is conveys like you are the bad guy but when you're like yeah. a hero it's a little bit tougher to create kind of a compelling character because like most people are just like good so you're you have to get be a little bit more subtle with it. I think so. I, I think that it's e- a little bit easier to play the hero than the villain. It's a little bit easier to play the comedic character than the straight man. Cause like, you know, when you're funny, you just kind of got to over exaggerate things and you got to, yeah. the, the lines are funny lines. So, uh, you know, you, you get that, but if you're like kind of the straight man or the character who maybe isn't as funny, it's a little bit hard to be memorable. And I've kind of feel the same way about villains. It's, 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 the hardest thing to be is just a guy. And that's why the Oscar winner every year is just like some dude who's playing like just a, a guy who's not like really good or bad. He's just like a, a guy or girl. So that's my acting rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ian McDiarmid, Hugo Weaving, which is um, Agent Smith. Matrix, yeah. Um, he, he's also um, Red he's Skull. Rings. Oh, yeah. In Captain America. Um, Willem Dafoe is another popular one, but yeah, villains. They're good. Anyway, anyway I'm also you, good. Yeah, I was say, how are you doing, Theo? I'm good. I've, <laughs> uh, how's your not bird? Been doing much. How's your bird uh, extravaganza going? It's it's. I've got to go here tomorrow, maybe on Thursday. Uh, I went and I saw some new stuff uh, a couple days ago. I think my list is at like in the high 20s at this point, somewhere there. So I need to go somewhere new, though. Maybe I'll get a bit go on a big trip down south to Phoenix and and get some desert birds because I'm in the mountain bird range right now. So I need to get like a I need to get like a solid 50 bird day to really get going. I haven't gotten that yet, but it's going well. That's good. Can always come get some Ohio birds if you're ever if you're ever in the mood. Ohio birds, yeah. That's, <laughs> I'd probably just go to Minnesota because they're the same oh. the same birds, and I live there, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Breaking Actually, an news Ohio bird is a bird doing something preposterous on TikTok, <laughs> and uh, all the comments would, would label that a an Ohio o- bird. Only, only in Ohio. <laughs> anyway, but let's anyway, talk, let's, uh, let's, let's talk, talk about some let's, let's talk about some football. football. Uh, let's start with the AFC Jags and Chiefs. Um, this is probably 
between this and the Giants Eagles game, these are probably the two biggest spreads uh, for this weekend. And I think we're probably all leaning towards the idea that the Chiefs will win. But I, I think the Jags have a pretty decent chance. Like, I, I wouldn't completely count them out in this case. Well, it's I watched tough. the the old game, the Week 10 game, where they matched up. And Mahomes probably played his best game of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he sliced and diced them up. They turned the football over three times. And the Jaguars surprised with like this opening onside yeah, kick. Yeah, I, I was why I, I forgot yeah. they did that. Yeah, and and they still put up 30. And they fumbled like deep in the red zone. Like they were just moving the ball absolutely at will. And the, the Jaguars threw a couple different things at him. I know they dropped a bunch of guys and they only rushed three a couple of times. And I think Mahomes completed every single pass and scored two touchdowns <laughs> when they did that. So like that's kind of the Mahomes maybe it's not the Mahomes stopper, but it's the Mahomes slower downer is right. is dropped it's like, it's like a bunch LeBron of guys into common. <laughs> So Doesn't nothing really works exist. against this Chiefs team and everything the Jaguars tried didn't work. And that's probably going to be the case again. And that's the easiest path to the Chiefs winning. But, you know, maybe there's going to be a way to to force them, like really, really encourage them to run the football. And that's probably the uh, the path is like really, really try to bait them into running it as much as humanly possible <laughs> and hope you can get some, some turnovers or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say my big concern for them is the Jaguars didn't do a good job defending the run. And if you're not doing that against the Chiefs, you're you're making it really, really tough on yourself. I don't want to count them out completely, obviously. Um, but I, I just feel like the Jaguars' secondary is, is really maybe not as strong as, as it needs to be to pull this game off. I was watching some of that, too. I didn't get all the way through it before we, we turned on, and I, I was unimpressed. Um, oh yeah they got cooked dude there are guys I mean, open this was a really rough Devin Lloyd game too this is right before he got benched I mean there's Kadarius Tony was taking end yeah. rounds untouched and and there were some crossing routes from Kelsey like there's a big 40 yarder earlier in the game where I think like they didn't properly robot and pick him up crossing the field so they they need to be better for sure the defense is good I don't know if their secondary has the guys and you look at the game and it's like man you know, you, that, my, my same thought process was you got the onside and then you stole two more possessions off fumbles and you lost by 10 anyway. It's it's a tall task to expect this team to win. I guess on the flip side of that, though, they did settle for field goals a lot and they missed a couple field goals and there was a touchdown called back that that they didn't get. So and they lost by 10. So like maybe if those things flip you could say that like, but maybe those things cancel out and they just lose by 10 again. But I, I, when I was watching this chiefs team, you know, you think, I just wish they'd man up more. Like I wish these wide receivers aren't that good when Kelsey gets shut down. When Kelsey gets shut down, it's usually because like they'll bring a safety down to beat the shit out of him or a corner down Darwin. to beat the shit out of him and see how many times the refs are willing to call call pass yeah. interference. When bad Kelsey games happen, that's usually when they happen. But Jacksonville isn't really a man coverage team. They don't do it very often. Uh, they do it, I think, they're 17th in the league in man coverage rate is the number I'm seeing. And they're 22nd in EPA per play on those reps. So they're not really like... 
Tyson Campbell is pretty good. He's very good, I would say. Uh, maybe he's not really good at playing the ball in the air, but every other aspect of playing corner, he's very good at that. But outside of that, they just don't really have the guys to maybe or the identity to just play a bunch of man, force Mahomes to fit into tight windows, and and hope your your pressure can get there. But uh, that's what I'd like to see a little bit more of from them, but I just don't know if we're going to see it. And I, th- I think the the chiefs are going to put up 30 again. I really do. I think unless they, they drop three the whole game and, and, and try to get them to run it into Trayvon Walker and, and all those guys and company. Like I, I just don't know if I see the secondary holding up con- considering the results we saw last time and how easily Mahomes was able to, to slice and dice them up. Well, another big problem is that the, the pass rush didn't get home. If I remember correctly, they had zero sacks in that game. I could be wrong. But I don't think the Jaguars are really generating pressure like that. And there's a couple of plays there where it's like nobody, they did, I'm thinking of one play in particular, they did man up, no one was open, and it's just nobody's getting home and Mahomes scrambles out for 15 yards. So maybe maybe it's not as much on the secondary as it is on, you kind of got to get after him. You got to, this, this, Chiefs offensive line is is not unbeatable by any stretch. So if you're if you're not winning up front like that and you're gonna sit in zone, you're gonna lose. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat the Chiefs that way. Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Now, looking at it from the flip side, like I don't know, Blayton, do you have any any thoughts on the the Chiefs offense versus this Jaguars defense? I think the team that has the best formula right now for you know, quote unquote, stopping the Chiefs offense is Cincinnati. Um, and the only, and I think Cincinnati's defense is also just better than Jacksonville's, right? So, I mean, it's, it's a combination of scheme, but like the, the safety duo in Cincinnati is truly, I think, what does them so many wonders. And without that, you're just going to struggle a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Cisco killed the Chiefs, like literally killed them. They there were two big hits that almost got flagged, and then they picked him up in that game. Uh, so yeah, we'll see if he can can kind of set the tone physically. I don't want him to knock anybody out with a dirty yeah. hit or anything like that. But coming downhill, maybe disrupting him a little bit. I do think the the Jags do have the personnel if they want to spend the game copying Cincinnati from last year and dropping three. Like they do have some freaks up front that like, if you want to drop Trayvon Walker, he could survive a little bit like as a, in the hook zone or as a spot dropper or something like that. They, they can do it. They've got the body types at front to do, to replicate that. But I just don't know. Like, even then it's like they, like Matt said, they got to get pressure too, because and and right. it's just such a fluky thing. Like the Chiefs haven't been bad against people who are only rushing three this year. Then maybe they haven't been the best in the league at it. When I looked at the numbers, they were like around like borderline top ten team when when teams rush three, drop eight. Right. But that's still like a top ten team, right? It's Mom's played his worst half ever against Cincinnati. So it's not even like that's a like a viable thing to do all the time, but I don't know. Will will they'll need some turnover luck. They'll need some fumbles again, and they'll need to they'll need to maybe if they can confuse them for just one snap with all the rotations they do and all of that to to get a pick or something like that. But overall, I, I think the offense there it's going to need to put up thirty points. And I the, think we the the we big agree. problem that you're going to have like if if the Jags go down twenty seven 
it to, like it's over. <laughs> oh not, yeah, they can't you're make, not, they you're not, you're not coming many. back <laughs> against Kansas City the same way you did against the Chargers. Like, Absolutely they're, not. They're not letting that happen. And the other way around, if you go up early, the Chiefs have the guys that they can come back from that. So that's the thing I think that that worries you the most is like no matter what situation you're in, you're probably you're not you're still like yeah, the Chiefs are probably going to pull this out. And the only way the Jags win this is if they get like every single break to go their way. Yep. And I think the Jaguars offense, um, they are pretty good to get like the chiefs defense will heat you up. They like to blitz. They, they kind of run an exotic scheme that not many teams in the league do anymore, especially now in this era, there's not a lot of teams that want to play man and they want to heat you up and blitz you, but this team does. And I think like Lawrence has been good against the blitz in the entire game. And if he could play mistake free football, like in that second half, I, I think about that last time that they played in this, the first drive of the second half, it was like a really long drive. It took like eight minutes. It was there, you know, they're trying to blitz him and he's replacing the blitz or he's getting the ball out of his hands fast. And they, they were able to kind of do this long drive down the field and they were able to score. Right. And they had a bunch of other times where they got into the red zone, they drove it down the field and they missed a field goal or a, or a touchdown got called back like i said so i do think like this jaguars team if they just execute better they can they can you know score enough points to make this a game and i i think it will be a game i really do think that it will be a game so i i i definitely have the the chiefs winning this one but um i i think that the jaguars are going to put up points i do think that the jaguars are going to put up points the line's nine and a half you like you like the Chiefs to cover or no? I do. Uh, no, I don't. I like the Jaguars <laughs> to cover. I think the Jaguars are going to cover the damn spread. Is it nine, is it I think it's. I think they're going to lose by eight. <laughs> I think they're going to lose nice. by eight. I think they're going to do a bit of a better job against Mahomes. They can't do worse. I think like I think that they're going to. I know that they're. I guess they can because of all the turnovers. But, I mean, it just seemed like guys were running open every single play the last time they played. It, it really was a miserable defensive performance despite the tor- turnovers. I think the sledding, I like to imagine, like, they were 3-6 and six when they played last time, like, going on 3-7, and seven, which is pretty incredible. They're a much better team now. I think the windows are going to be a little bit tighter. I think the sledding is going to be a, bit, a little bit rougher. And I think uh, they're going to make it a closer game than they than they did last time. So that's that's kind of where that's- I'm at. I think that's fair. It's an eight and a half spread, by the way, though, Matt. Not nine and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry. I saw nine and a half. I'm looking at FanDuel Sportsbook right now. It says eight and a half. All different sportsbooks have different lines, buddy. Well, you're using the wrong (laughs) sportsbook. I'm on ESPN. This is Caesar's Sportsbook. Bro, Caesar can (laughs) kick rocks, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> you're move wrong. on to the other. <laughs> move on to the other Saturday game. Giants and Eagles is the other big spread game. You know, Giants fans have been calling us Daniel Jones haters because we won't give him for his, decent reasons. For honestly. decent reasons, but especially you, yeah, we call them overrated. Last, uh, last game, last episode. Um, the Eagles are going to win this game. They're they're going they're going to win this game. I fear. What's the, what's the, what's, what, how do you see this one playing out? What's the, what's the path to victory here? Uh, 
Well, here's the thing. They, the Eagles aren't going to run a lot of man, right? And that's what we talked about. It was like, you want to disrupt these receivers because they just want to settle in zone. You want to run a lot of man. They're not going to run a lot of man. I could see the Giants putting up some decent points against this team. Uh, I just don't, I don't think they're going to be able to hang. I like eventually, I think it's just going to get away from them. AJ Brown and Devontae Smith is too much of a dangerous tandem. Um, and Jalen Hurts, once he gets, I assume he's going to be back to 100% at this point, or at least close to it. I think they're going to be really accessing the deep ball. And the key thing that the Vikings couldn't do last week is run the ball. The Eagles can run the rock. And they're, I think they're going to really just be able to win in a lot of different ways this game. So I, I looked, I look for them to access the deep ball with AJ Brown, Devontae, and I look for them to run the ball. And I think those will be the two, the two big factors in, in deciding this game. Yeah, I, I kind of think of it the same way where it's like you just went up against I don't I don't know the EPA per player, the numbers, but you just went up against maybe the worst team at running the ball, I guess outside yeah. of maybe Tampa. And now you're going up against one of the best teams. It's a little tough. I don't know what exactly to make of that last week 18 matchup they had where the backups were in, but then the Giants kind of played well and Jalen Hurts really wasn't running the ball well. But the matchup before that, the Eagles ran for eight yards a carry. So, Jalen Hurts hadn't played football in like a month, right? It was also, I think, a lot. It was a bigger gap, and then in the fourth quarter, the gap kind of closed a little bit. Yeah. So, I don't know if that game was quite because I remember I didn't watch that game closely because the Giants were playing all their backups. Yeah. But I just remember looking at this ticker at the bottom of the screen and being like, "Oh yeah, the Eagles have this one in control." And then at the end, it was. Oh, you know, maybe they they came back a little bit. So I don't, I don't know how much. And, I, and you also you also don't want to show too much. I think it into was the playoffs. I think it was. I remember a couple plays. I was watching a little bit of it. Jalen Hurts would like slide very very early, which of course that makes sense now that I think about it. Why didn't he run for a bunch of yards? Because they probably told him, Jalen, don't do that. Don't take your not. Any don't hits. go. Don't <laughs> try to go bowl over some dude. So yeah. I, I would say that. I, I lean towards this matchup being a lot like the first one. I do think the Giants can put up points. I agree with that. I think yeah. ultimately, like we're talking about one of the be- worst run defending teams in the, in the league this year by EPA, and we're talking about one of the best rushing teams this year. It's it's not a strong matchup for the Giants. I don't think the Eagles want to live in man coverage all the time. They're not like Gannon is not a guy who's going to line up and and just like blitz you all the time be it like top five in the league blitz rate or man coverage rate i don't think but they are doing it a little bit more this year with the personnel they added cj gardner johnson and and um you know bradbury playing at the level yeah. he's playing at and so they they do it i'm looking at the numbers 28 percent of the time here so I, I think that that number could go up too i think we could see that a little bit on this because they, they're so deep they're just such a deep team and i think that they can you know, kind of fit their game plan to the strengths in a week. There's not like one specific way this team needs to play because they've just got so many good players everywhere who could do so many different things. Right. Right. So I think like if they want, it wouldn't surprise me to say like, if they want to rush five and they want to get one-on-ones across the board on this line and they want (laughs) to play man behind it, like that's not really their identity. And like, in my opinion, like that's not something that I think of when I think of this Eagles defense, right? But if they want to do it, I think they can. And I think we'll see a bit more of it than usual. Now, the thing about them, I think the path to victory for the giants is, and it's something we talked about in the last, I think it was the live is they also can kind of change on a dime compared to like, or in 
response to what the game plan calls for. And the Eagles, when they've lost this year, or when they lost the one game they lost with Hurts, it was because the 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 Washington Commanders controlled the time of possession and they they yeah. ran the football. And I think like this might be one of those games. Saquon hasn't had a game worth like twenty plus carries in a while. And this might be one of those games where you line up under center, right? You let you have them going downhill and you try to play some smash mouth football and you try to to pick up, you know, for a uh, success rate of like north of 50%, like try to pick up five yards a carry or something like that and, and see if you can win like that. Cause that has been something the Eagles have struggled with a little bit this year against, you know, the Texans mm-hmm. gave them a game cause they yep. were able to run the football on them. Uh, Washington was able to beat them. And overall, they're not like at the top of the league in, in run defense. So I think like that's the Giants' path to winning. But it just is such an easier path to winning for the Eagles. Like, oh, if they want to, they can do all these different things. Like they can beat they could they could beat the Giants by putting the linebackers in conflict and running read option all day. They like they could absolutely win like that. <laughs> they could win just by like you know with the play action and then taking the deep shots to to Smith or, or Brown. Like they could win right. like that. They can win. Just by probably just straight up running the football, handing it off if they don't think Herbert, uh, not Herbert, uh, Hertz, other H quarterback, if they think Hertz is good enough, like, or not good enough to like take hits or run it too much, they could just hand the ball off and they could probably win like that as well. Just uh, maybe don't run it directly at Dexter Lawrence or anything like that. I, I just think like there are so many avenues to victory for the, for, for, for the Eagles and with the Giants, it's just like kind of one and it's kind of an inefficient one where it's just like, oh, pound the, pound the rock there's not a ton of explosive plays to be had there even with saquon right it's yeah. easier to do it if you could just bomb it down the field and i i don't think the wide receivers are or the quarterback has is aggressive enough or, or skilled enough to do to win it just by like having a 400 Keeping yard 300 yard passing this, passing this high flying eagles offense and and also washington's defense when they were able to sh- to beat the eagles washington's defense is pretty substantially better than the giants i think as well yes yes absolutely the washington defense is is better than the giants defense i mean the vikings were able to move the ball damn near as much as the (laughs) as the giants were right like that was not a a lockdown performance necessarily like yes they did a good job on jefferson but the uh, game literally came down to like a fourth down pass that was thrown short of the sticks Right. Everyone else seemed to like Hawkinson had a big game and Thielen got behind the defense right. a couple times. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they spent a lot of time focusing on and neither of those guys are as good as Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard. So even if they do a good job on AJ Brown, like it can still Yeah. Like they 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 could still get absolutely cooked. That's for okay, sure. So, so so what what couldn't the Eagles do on offense? What can the Eagles do on offense? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they could run uh, with anybody. They could, run, they, anybody. <laughs> they could do anything they want. Any I mean, that's the want. beauty of the Eagles. That's why I think they're yeah. going to win yeah. the Super Bowl. Is they can do anything they want, and they have at various points this year. They killed the Steelers, bombing it downfield. They AJ Brown. They killed the Commanders the first time they played, like hitting a bunch of deep shots. That Devontae Smith was just dunking on people left and right. And then there have been games where they haven't taken many deep shots at all, and they've just won with. You know, in the intermediate ranges, and they've won with the run game, and they've run doing the read option. So, like, they've won in every single style. They've they've won a game this year, mm-hmm. and, and they can do whatever they want to you. They can absolutely do whatever. They have the best offensive line. They have like the best wide receiving duo and Goddard, and they have the like the 
one of the best quarterbacks in the league and, a, and a, like the running game to match. So it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's what can't they do? That's a wonderful question. I, I, I hope <laughs> like if someone figures it out, they should, they should let the league know because publish, uh, no one's quite a, figured it publish out. Publish a book on what can the Eagles not do? What can they not do? <laughs> I mean, they can't defend the run at an elite level. That's about it. And the, the giants have been able to do so. So that's, that's the that's the path it it goes right through the trenches so yeah 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 the line on this one seven and a half do we think the eagles cover that i do i do i think the talent gap is going to catch up to the giants here i i know the vikings was a great win and daniel jones looked fantastic and the line played well but you know i saw a stat today that evan neal is the lowest like pass rush win rate or pass block win rate of like any lineman <laughs> this year he has been really poor <laughs> everyone on that line except for andrew thomas is you know beatable and the the eagles have like six or seven rushers that can get home even if they just rush four so they can rotate guys keep guys fresh and they'll be able to get pressure and you know they they just have they just have studs all across the board man and i i just think this is i i just think the talent mismatch is is really gonna be it's clear here it's I a lot for that. I think I think they cover as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on to the Sunday matchups, Cincinnati and Buffalo. This is the highly anticipated uh matchup. And we were talking earlier in the group chat about how the money line, the Bengals money line was like plus 195. It is now plus 205. Is it really? Might, yes. might need to. <laughs> this, dude, I, I'm, this I'm is telling feeling you, very free. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that this one was a toss up, and I, I favor the Bengals in it. I, I think it's crazy that the, the Bills are favored by this much after last week. I yeah, guess the Bengals didn't play well either, but man. Yeah, they're five man. point favorites right now. I wonder how disrespected Cincinnati feels right now. I think that's a big deal for them, honestly. I think. I think they have in their head and i don't even know if the coin toss stuff all that's that unfair really but i think it's them not thinking they're that being is, they're is kind a great of being thing. babies about that in my opinion <laughs> but they do have a big chip on their shoulder and that one certainly certainly doesn't help but that yeah you're right that the coin i'm toss thing doesn't i'm really nervous much. about the bengals offensive line i don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very much i haven't been good at running the ball i mean mixon has not been good this year uh, running the ball near nearly at all. I think he's averaging under four yards a carry. I don't think they were that um, running that effectively last week, unless I'm misremembering. No, I understand we really liked the Ravens defense correctly. matching up. <laughs> but what it's going to come down to is I really think this is going to be a Burrow-Allen shootout. I yeah. think both the running games are going to be pretty darn ineffective, and it's going to come down to who can make more plays. And it's, it's, it's a tough one. I, if the Bengals can emulate what the Dolphins did. If the Bengals can emulate what the Dolphins did by not letting Allen run, I think he's more prone to making mistakes than a Burrow who does not have a run game. And I think that could be the difference. And I think that would be why I would pick the Bengals just off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins receiver, like Waddle was consistently getting behind the Bills defense and we we know that the Bengals have guys that can get back there as well, but there were a lot of drops, and T. Higgins isn't dropping passes. Jamar Chase isn't dropping passes, and I know Burrow's probably going to put those in the right place 
Uh, we, we saw Skylar Thompson underthrow several of them as well. So, you know, you just get, you just get a couple of those big plays that where the Dolphins couldn't convert on turnovers, the Bengals are going to be able to. And it feels like all the things that make the Bengals successful against Mahomes would make them successful against Josh Allen, right? Like Josh Allen and Mahomes have some very similar like styles where there's this just backyard football essence to their game and hitting these crazy throws down the field. And, you know, maybe they don't want to settle for that check down, especially Allen last week, who was just, <laughs> just did not even look <laughs> nope. at the check. He's like, I do not care, man. So we do not like, care. I think, I think if they use those, if they're really sound in their zones and they can take away those big plays, I mean, they can get these quarterbacks forcing, you know, bad, bad throws. And, uh, I, I think like the way Allen has played basically all year, I just don't know if I trust him. I, again, I think that both of these defenses are uh, not both of them. The Bills' defense is banged up, right? Va- no Von Miller, no Micah Hyde in this game. Like, is the pass rush going to take advantage of that bad line? Because Burrow's getting the ball out like this every single time. Dane Jackson got banged up. Kyrie Elam got banged up. Like, it's it's just tough. I, I, it's not tough to see the pass for the Bills because they're they're so explosive and Diggs and Allen are just so good. Like you could definitely see them putting but the up Bengals being plus two hundred is crazy. I, yes. I think the Bengals have. I mean, I really think it's a toss up game. It's going to come down to whoever can make those handful of plays. But I think I, I lean the Bengals loosely, and I, I don't see why they're pretty pretty big dogs in this game. Yeah, I'm checking it out now. Eighty percent of the money is coming in on the Bengals spread 80%. So (laughs) most people tend to, this will be a very big day for Vegas. If the bills actually do win by a touchdown or so, (laughs) but what, 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 okay. Well, what do they know that we're missing? What are we missing? Because the Vegas is usually right about this stuff. Everyone agrees that they like the Bengals better. It seems like then. And right. Well, I think if you look at a stat that's pretty predictive, which I've talked about before, simple rating system, the Bills just by the number is like every, every metric loves their defense, right? Every metric has this as the best defense in the league. They have them as the best team in the league overall, simple rating system. You know, they finish with a better record than the Bengals. And I think a lot of these things are algorithms. And I think they're looking at all of those numbers, like the, maybe the offensive or the defensive numbers from the Bills overall. I don't know if they're really taking into account maybe some of the bang, like the fact that uh, the fact that Dane Jackson got or Alam are maybe injured. And I don't know exactly what their status is. I should maybe look that up if they're playing or not, but I know that they did go down in the last game. So I think like when you look at a lot of the metrics and when you look at a lot of the numbers, like the, the Cincinnati offense maybe isn't, doesn't have a big edge on this defense, which might be true, but I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't know if they have a big edge because the offensive line is so bad, but I, I think that the Bills defense is getting a little bit overrated in some of the stats right now. I like when I see all the numbers that put them as number one or number two in the league, and I think about how they just gave up all these big plays to to Mac Jones, and I think about how they gave up all these you know potential big plays to to Skylar Thompson that maybe got dropped or they didn't come down with him, but they still allowed plenty of points in that game. Like I just don't know if the defense is playing their best football right now, and I, I think the the projections and maybe the algorithms have are overrating the defense a little bit is kind of what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I don't, I like I the Bengals in this one. I like the, but I agree with you, Matt. I think it'll be close. I think it'll come down to the wire. I'm rolling and, with my uh, guys. I don't care. 
wrong with <laughs> he's a Cincinnati I'm a, I'm a pretty homebody. big I'm a pretty big Bengals fan all things considered obviously I'm you know Panthers guy but I really I like this guys they're a fun man. team to watch breaks my heart I don't care they're a fun team to watch <laughs> I'm looking at some of the the numbers right now for the for the Bills defense and and kind of what their identity is um Lots of middle of the field open coverages. They're second in the league, so they're gonna put they're gonna put that too high. They they really don't like to blitz. They're fifth in the league in in four rushers right now. They they usually only send four. They really do not. They, like they to blitz. blitzed a lot. I felt like against Miami though they did, and that's because Vaughn is gone. So it, again, it just feels like this defense is playing in a way that they don't really want to play going into the Man, going into the playoffs and making this run in Burrow. We know how that can end. Right. Don't blitz Burrow. And I think a lot of championships are who's healthiest and who has the most luck. Yeah. And I think the the Bengals are healthier. Well, the line is so injured. But <laughs> outside of uh, outside of having that like that whole thing. No one on your offensive no line. line. I don't know. It's I think there's a big difference between it's like, okay, the Bengals offensive line that was okay is now missing a bunch of starters, but they've been there and they've done that before. Versus like, okay, would you feel worse if the Bengals offensive linemen were hurt or if it was like DJ Reader and Jesse Bates? I would feel definitely worse about like them missing a T Higgins or, a, you know, a right. yeah. G- DJ Reader or something who have or Jamar and, and T Reader have both been hurt this year. But yeah, I mean, Burrow can get the ball out of his hands so fast that it may not matter too much and i don't know it and i know that the bengals are more lucky because joe burrow's got yep. the he has inherited the devil magic yes. gene and i think part of that is you create your own <laughs> luck right magic. like at some point you do create a little bit of your own luck but he does have the devil magic gene mm-hmm. and nothing bad can happen to him i feel like so health and luck like i think that von miller is a bigger injury than anybody on the line i arguably jackson carmen played better than jonah williams <laughs> when jonah williams got hurt i know he like leads the league in sacks allowed and lyle collins has been horrible too so like the yeah. fact that those guys are out i'm like okay you and know Ake- what Ake- like, identity is pretty <laughs> they're pretty bad man like i i don't think this is a good offensive line but it's not like they're downgrading like von miller to AJ Espinanza or something right. like that, or like Von Miller to, you know, whoever, whoever the backup is. Cause I know they rotate some guys, yeah. but Burrow yeah, has I, the I think, second fastest time to throw in the NFL behind Tom Brady. But we talked about Brady's is probably a little, a little inflated. Too <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe it'll be a little bit too fast for Burrow. Like they only scored 17 points last week. I, I don't know though. I, I still think like, with all the turnovers this year, it's such a big deal in a one and done situation. Like I, I at the end of the day, I, I just don't trust the, the 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 Bills to take care of the football. I don't trust Josh Allen to take care of the football coming off that that el- since he's got that elbow injury. It just feels. But then like this will be the game turnover. that they do, and they'll win by right twenty five because Allen will play a perfect game, and we'll have to come back here. On yeah, if if Sunday if we get if we get the the week one game against the Rams, Josh Allen. Then yeah, we we might be talking about a completely different <laughs> ball game. At the, at that I point. do think that the the Bills' running game could be the thing that that propels them to victory if they can get that going because they've they've had it they've had it at times at the end of the season. It's been there. They've been able to to, to figure some stuff out on the ground. Against who though? That's the and the ball. Okay, last game. Yeah, and yeah, they were uh, last yes, game as fair. well. So if they can lean on that, and the Bengals can't. Then, like, 
they have a very good shot, I think. Yeah. But if DJ Reader and all the depth, I think some of the depth, like, uh, oh, what's his name? I don't know. I, I'm forgetting their names. But I feel like some of these, like um, the guy from Texas, uh, the second year player, uh, I don't remember his name. But I feel like there's been a lot of, or was it Texas A? Or was it TC? I don't know. I don't remember. He's from what Texas school. He's a second year player. He's hurt last year. I think um, he's been playing well recently. Um, but yeah, and this is this is just making for bad podcasting right now. If they if Reader and BJ Hill and Sam Hubbard do their jobs and Hendrickson and you know they're they're able to bottle up that run and they're able to make it Josh Allen throw it 50 times. I, I really think there's gonna be a pick sprinkled in there. And I, I just don't feel the same way about Burrow. And yeah, I think that's what it's gonna come down to. And Trey, didn't Trey Hendrickson like break his wrist like a couple weeks ago? Or was that further back than I remember? Uh, he played in the last game. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Him and I saw him out there. Yeah. So, but Maybe he's really still be a, He's just, he's just built different, man. There's also that, Diggs, the, the Diggs problem, which is uh, like you lost Jadobia yeah. Wuzier. And, you know, you just played the Ravens who'd have their wide receiver one, like Eli Apple got cooked by like Demarcus Robinson, right? Who you, who you have on digs. That's maybe the other, you've thing. got a bracket. You're going to bracket. You're going to bracket. But even then, like, you know, if he cuts inside a bracket is you have a guy on him, no matter which way he goes, but he can still go inside or outside. And then it's one-on-one on the guy. He has help with the leverage, right. but you know, he could still beat that. <laughs> he might, he might just he still be one of be the best route runners bracket. in the leagues. So. He might just be able to beat that. Bracket, and he, so. He's gonna, I think he's going to eat. I think Jamar and, and T are going to eat too. I think it's going to be a huge shootout. Yeah. Take, take the over on all the receivers. I, <laughs> yeah. Take the over on Jamar and Diggs, and take the over on points and take the Bengals money line and take the over on Allen and Burrow passing line parlay that and then yeah. retire. And then, and then you'll make $1 million. Yes. So that brings us to the last game. Dallas and San Francisco, where Dallas has a much shorter rest period. Such bullshit. <laughs> it really it's garbage. is. It really, it really, really <laughs> is garbage. And if you're, <laughs> that's, so you absolutely should be mad at that if you're a Cowboys fan. And if any injury happens in that game to the Cowboys, and you're a Cowboys fan listening to this, blame it entirely on that. <laughs> say that injury only happened because of the shorter rest period and i don't care who it is we would have won if that not had happened so and then but then if, you, if you, even then if you win anyway then you're like we would have won by even more and now you're fucking us over for the the nfc championship game <laughs> yes even if it's someone getting rolled up on and their leg goes the wrong way and it would have no human could have withstood the the pressure at that point and Only like, had one more day rest. if he had another day of rest dude that would his leg would this have is gonna age fine. really it's, poorly when that exact situation oh, happens well <laughs> look all i'm saying is it really it really is garbage that they designed it that way because they want to have super wild card weekend dude come on you just know, have normal. Yeah. Why can't ESPN weekend, just call the game on Saturday night or or s- Saturday morning? I guess because yeah, right? there's be three games wild on card weekend. <laughs> but it's on the weekend. Monday is not the damn weekend. I people have work. Well, man, you could. This does man. not you, need to. You, you go talk to ESPN about it and. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, but anyway, I. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> matchup of that we've seen so far this playoff. 
of teams that didn't have a game together in the regular season. If I really, you were that's an interesting correctly. stat. It is an interesting because I think all the wild card games. Tampa, no, but no, because Bengals Bills. They did have a matchup. They did have it. That's kind of the asterisk is we don't know how that one ended. But this is the first. I think this is the only one that we didn't see at all during the regular season. Because the wild card weekend was a bunch of divisional games. And then it was Cowboys, Buccaneers, which we saw week one. And then it was Jaguars, Chargers, which we also saw. Vikings, Giants. We saw that. And then... The the find the divisional round is Eagles Giants, which we've seen divisional Chiefs game. Chiefs uh, Jaguars, which we've seen, and yeah, then obviously Bills Bengals, which we saw part of, and then we haven't seen this one at all. So this is this all new. Fresh. This is the first all one where they have not game. This is the only one that they have not gamed planned for each other, and I don't really think that matters at all. I just think that it's an interesting stat. So yeah, I don't know. This anyway. is. I think this is a really exciting game. I think this is going to be a. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I know picked that, the Forty ers to win this one, and I kind of wish I didn't. I kind of wish I stuck with, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I Dallas. picked the Forty ers to go to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, I kind of think Dallas can win too. <laughs> like I don't. Okay, so I, I talked on the live a little bit about um, the the deep passing attack might scare me a little bit from Dallas. But the things that I really like that I think Dallas is going to do well at is generate pressure. I think they are going to put Purdy in a blender. I think he's going to struggle a lot. Um, he was running away from Seattle's defensive lineman. He's not running away from Micah Parsons. They're like he's not allowing that to happen. Yeah, he was under pressure eight times the whole game versus Seattle. He had all day back there. And yeah, he, and yeah, he, he was running away. <laughs> like right, so when he didn't have to. Um, and the Cowboys, the Cowboys defensive line far better. They're not gonna, they're not gonna let that kind of stuff slide. The, the one thing I will say is the Niners can run the ball really well. And that, that might be what they lean on here. They, I, I think Shanahan might be feeling like, you know, Purdy, I'm not gonna have put, if, if Purdy throws 61 times like Brady did, they'll lose this game. <laughs> I think it, I, I, don't, I if Purdy throws 61 times, they're losing this game. That's if, what if a Shanahan quarterback ever <laughs> throws 61 times in a game, he is officially washed and should retire because that is just never, ever happening. Uh, but I, I think it could be especially heavy on the run. I think they'll, I think they'll really especially lean heavily on the run. The Cowboys defense has been top five, according to EPA, and DVOA against the run. But I thought that was a little weird considering they're also 20, they're like bottom 10 in yards allowed and they're kind of middle of the pack in yards per attempt. So I'm like, okay, they're just allowing a lot of yards, but it's not a lot of like home run touchdowns, right? And the reason they allowed a lot of yards is because they play with such light personnel. They're in dime, like the fifth most in the league they're in they're never ever in base they never have three linebackers out there and they always bring extra guys down into the box it feels like they they love to rotate that safety down and they love to play with like curse curse in the box and i think that tempts teams who say like like we can line up the 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 49ers could line up with every tight end they have on their roster out there. And the the Dallas Cowboys would probably still come out with two linebackers and a safety in the box. 
And I'm sure Shanahan is looking at that like, hmm, you <laughs> are going to play with a little a little man <laughs> in the box instead of a big man, and we are going to unleash Kittle on him, and we're gonna we're gonna wipe him <laughs> off the map. And your defensive tackles aren't that good. You're a little bit light up the middle. Hmm. <laughs> So this could be a big McCaffrey game. It could be a big McCaffrey game. I, I really think so. But it is good. Like the thing that's nice for the, the Cowboys about that situation is they've got a lot of versatile body types to match the versatile body types that the that the 49ers have like curse. Yeah, I think he's healthy. I saw that he tweaked his his knee and I was really worried about that because he's such a weapon. He can play up high. He can play in the box. He can man cover in the slot. He can play outside. Like he can do a little bit of everything. And that's a really useful guy to have when the, everyone can do everything on that offense, right? You can bring a guy into the box and he's like pretty good at every. So I think that he's a very useful weapon to have. I'm sure that Shanahan is looking at it like, Oh, little, little guy will, will bully him. But the, the, the Dallas Cowboys look at their little guy and they probably feel pretty good about him being down there. So I I think that they definitely match up well against the pat like this maybe well maybe we'll see about the linebackers but i think that curse is a big key to this game and and the versatility we'll see what parsons does if they want to line them up i think they'll line them up at edge i would imagine what they want to do is kind of set up wide and i would imagine they really want they've got two of the best force players in the league they have two guys who are great at setting the edge um in in d law and parsons and I'm sure they want to have those guys flying up field, boxing things in, and instead of running behind to like Kittle and Trent Williams, run between the center, like like the centers of the interior linemen who aren't quite as strong. So it'll be a really fascinating matchup, Quinn versus Shanahan. I, I think it'll be a more of a run heavy game. I think like that those lighter boxes and that nickel will mean that Shanahan just wants to run, 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 run. Um, but you know who knows? I have, think that, that there's Quinn, a potential that there's. Have successful. we seen Quinn versus Shanahan before? Oh, I'm. Sure, I mean, they played in the playoffs last year. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So we have. Yeah, but yeah, the the old reunion. Yeah, that's were, all. Obviously, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that I think that it'll be a very interesting game. I, I think that it'll come down to. It'll come down to running up the middle. I think it really will. I think if 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 Curse plays poorly and is there getting bullied and the interior linemen of Dallas get, you know, blown off the ball and they're able to just kind of run up the gut a bit, like 10 times in a row and pick up five yards every time. Like, I think that's a very distinct possibility. But, you know, I, I also think there's a world like I think it's kind of an even matchup. I think there's a world where where that doesn't happen in the trenches or maybe not an even matchup, but the Cowboys you know, they're, they're not bad against the run, like you said, Bladen. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that is is going to be the key to the game is is the success rate of the Niners just running between the tackles because it wasn't great versus Seattle. It wasn't great. A lot of their runs were perimeter runs where they were, were you know, getting into space and making the yeah. linebackers run. But can and they run? Se- and the Seattle trenches? doesn't really, and Seattle does not have the edge. Like outside of Nwosu, they don't really have guys that are, setting the edge at a high level right they don't have the they don't have a, a d law or a parsons that's right. absolutely for sure so yeah i don't know matt what do you think i'm, I'm leaning dallas in this one i don't know i don't i don't want to I'm, I'm nervous to pick against the 49ers i really do like their defense i really think they're going to give the cowboys some trouble but i'm actually i feel like pretty 
pretty decent about the Cowboys doing better than the Seahawks <laughs> did against the 49ers run game. I mean, yeah. it pretty much can't be worse. They're a lot more talented. They've been a lot better against the run all year. So I, I kind of, I, I maybe would rather bank on on Dak getting it done against a tough defense than Purdy and, and that run game getting it done against a tough defense. I think there's very much a world where, you know, if, if the 49ers aren't able to just run the ball at will and you have to start leaning on Purdy, I think mistakes yeah. are going to be made. And I think if mistakes are made and there's a chance to get interceptions, I think Diggs is probably <laughs> not the guy you want to be throwing to in that case. So right. I think we're, we're, we're very due for some Purdy mistakes. And I think that could cost the 49ers. Yeah, this, I mean, that tape, I've watched it for my all 22, but I watched a lot, like, obviously watched the Seattle game and like, there's just guys running wide open in that game. So like, oh my God, the, the linebackers don't know how to robot. They don't know how to turn around after play action, like locate a crosser. So if, if Dallas does that and most teams for, for whatever reason, they can't versus San Francisco because they're so worried about the run game like they window dress it so much who is getting the ball there's motion there's McCaffrey you're worried like of course you're gonna step up right and then there's just someone behind you all the time and it could happen to Leighton Vanderesh. I know he's had a good year it could happen yeah, I was to say, he, he, he looked he looked really good last last week against he Tampa. did he did he, he's had a good game uh, a good year but uh yeah I think it's gonna be an even matchup I think that there's definitely there's gonna be some big runs from the 49ers where you know the way the the Cowboys are a bit light in the pants and I think that there's gonna be some Dak deep shots and I think um yeah I think it's gonna be an even game I'll stick with my I, I shouldn't even say stick with it because in my in my original bracket I said Cowboys, and then I like looked at how they'd played recently against the Wash like Washington, and you know they've kind of been stumbling down the stretch a little bit, even in games they've won haven't been like crazy impressive. So I was like, I don't know if they're going in the playoffs playing their best football, and then they played their best, and then they game played their best, <laughs> and then they played their best football, and then now I'm like, well, maybe I should go back to the Cowboys as my pick. But I guess I'll stick with my bracket. It's perfect so far. I'll say the 49ers out-scheme them. I'll say that the Cowboys beat themselves with maybe some drops or some penalties like they did last year. And at the end of the day, Shanahan better, better and McCarthy. Theo, have you, you ever know. heard of the Monty Hall problem? No. If you get an opportunity to switch, you're supposed to take it. Your odds are always higher. If that you does not apply to this. <laughs> i'm just saying man are you talking about the door like what's behind door number two if yeah. you take door number one and they say are you sure you don't want door number two well it's you like it's no it's like if we have three doors three doors right, right. you it's open like you have three one. doors and they open one and they're like oh it's not behind this door do you want to switch and you picked one of the they picked, yes i do i didn't right. know that's what that was called but what door is opening I guess the game, maybe the so the, the equivalent of the third door opening is the wild card around. I don't know. I I don't think this is exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's not exactly the same thing. I just wanted to make that reference. I forgot it about is, the, that. That's I, a very, I would say it's not that thing at all. <laughs> I, it's, it's, no offense. I, You're right, Matt. I, I don't think it is that thing. But that is a very interesting thing. statistical little 
fact is the Mondale is. problem. So that for, you should switch every single time. I remember I remember in geometry class in eighth grade having a very big class debate about whether or not it was true. Did you guys ever have class debates in math class? That yes. was one that we had and it was yeah, we it was used a big to do deal. That. I mean, we could, that's what I'm we picking this podcast it too. Just a math. I mean, it's debate. like statistically proven. Do you, do you, do you, you want to have a debate, like a debate on whether or not point nine repeating is equivalent to one? Uh, nope. <laughs> I say no, though. <laughs> that's one a debate that it I've is. read about before. It I would is say, isn't it? Is it? It's close. I don't know. No, uh, it is it's less. It is, no, it's no. It's point. Okay. What is the decimal equivalent of one third? Um, point what, three repeating. Point three what is repeating? the what is the um, defin- decimal equivalent of two thirds? This point is this. Repeating. I don't three thirds. Uh, one one or point nine repeating. It would be the same thing. No. So you're saying that? Oh, so you're saying that like double point three repeating double that you get two thirds. It's yeah, I guess so. That's that's the <laughs> simplest explanation you can give. For, like, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't, this is the great thing about science, man, is that you can, science. You can disagree. I disagree. This yeah, is math. You can't disagree. Matthew, <laughs> Matthew GOP hour here. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I think the 49ers win this thing by a score of 23.9 repeating to 24, <laughs> making it a tie. <laughs> um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'll stick with the 49ers. Fuck it. I, I think, right. I, I, I think that we're going to see dumb penalty McCarthy uh drop passes run run the wrong route interception not Dak's fault i have to defend him just like i defended <laughs> herbert and everyone tells me he's trash Mike, noah brown's going to run the wrong route noah brown's <laughs> going to run a a hitch against press instead of running a go and then Dak's going to throw the go and then afaga's going to pick it off and then everyone's going to be like what do you mean hafanga or hafanga i can always pronounce mispronounce that what do you mean that he shouldn't have been first team all pro and what do you mean that Dak is a isn't a good pocket passer or all is of, a good pocket pass all of those all things of, what do you mean narratives are gonna what do you mean unfold. all my narratives are gonna fall apart so that's what's gonna happen in the it's a it's a no offense dallas fans it's a toss-up game and the cowboys are playing in it i'm not picking them <laughs> And Purdy's gonna. I'm sorry, dude. We've seen Purdy this. is gonna have his double magic game, and he's gonna. There's gonna be yep. a drop pick, and then they're gonna be like, "What do you mean?" All my narratives are gonna go right in the toilet, even though on tape they're gonna age like fine, but on, mm-hmm. they're just yep. gonna be. Purdy will have three dropped interceptions, and you'll be like, "He played a horrible <laughs> game." And then someone will be like, "Doesn't Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have a lot of dropped interceptions?" He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna leave a clean pocket, and then he's gonna run around, and then in the chaos, McCaffrey is gonna get open. And he's gonna flip it to McCaffrey, and then McCaffrey's gonna win, run sixty yards untouched, and they're gonna be like, "Aaron Jones could never do that." Look at Brock Purdy's sixty-yard pass. And it's all everything is going to come crashing down. You heard it here first. But one thing that even if all that happens, you can't say that I didn't pick the 49ers in my bracket and you can't say that I didn't pick them now. So <laughs> I picked them in my bracket, but 
And even though my you're going behind door number two now that (laughs) I'm switching, I'm switching my door. (laughs) I'm switching my door. Um, yeah, I I'm gonna trust the Cowboys here. You know, I I said I posted a video. I was like, I should I could either cash out now and get 140 or wait until or let the Cowboys play. And if they win, I get 290. And I held on. I held on and that was the right choice. And I was like, you know, if they, if they fail me, I'll never trust them again, but I trusted them and they didn't let me down. So I'll trust them again. I'll pick the Cowboys. Excellent. So that's our, our, that's our only differing opinion. Yeah. That's good that we don't all agree on the picks. The whole <laughs> we go, we go seven because for then eight that's bad luck, and then that makes us wrong. You, we, yeah. You have to play the jinxes very carefully here when you're picking you do. games. I do think the Bills have a better chance than maybe it, we made it seem when we yes, talked about absolutely. it. I, 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 I really do think that like, I feel like up. we made it seem like, oh, how could anyone not? It's just, it's just the, it's just, the, it, the, I feel the, like the line is so crazy in favor just, of the bills. And Burrow does such a good job when he's a three point underdog. He's like always covers at least in those situations. So I yeah. think we, I think we made it sound a little bit like, Oh, there's just, why would you not bet the Bengals? But I think the bills have a, a very good chance. It's just the good one, value for the Bengals. The one thing that makes me nervous is that the NFL script writers very much want the bills to win that game. <laughs> they want bills chiefs again and they want it to they go to overtime bills again. The, the and refs wanna, are going to, they want to test the out the new overtime rules. It's a good they, friend of mine from college, uh, Michael Bosky. He, um, always uses the word guided, which I always sports. He doesn't say rigged. He doesn't say scripted. He just says they're guided. It's like push them slightly in, in one direction. They're guided. Right. They keep them on some tracks that, you know, they don't you're guided. Uh, and I don't know if I agree. I think that it's such a big thing to maybe cover up that I, I just don't trust people's ability to like stay quiet about those things. But, you know, if they are guided, the Bills will be taking this one. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Bills fans disagree and, and think that everything's rigged against them because every every team believes that. But yeah. Oh, well, if they're anything like the Browns, everything is rigged against them. That's the <laughs> oh, truth. Brother. <laughs> but those are our divisional round playoff predictions. They will all come true. And if they don't, well... They will. But thank you all so much for tuning in, as always, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy. We will be back to recap these games. And until then, we will catch you all on the Flippity Flop. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.